I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello friends, happy Tuesday. I hope your day is treating you well. Today I am breaking down every single routine that our family does from daily, weekly, to quarterly that keep us balanced. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that we ran out of milk this week and we had oat milk in the fridge for smoothies. And so I got really into making oat milk lattes in just like a regular kitchen glass. It was just bringing me a lot of joy. It tasted really good and I love drinking lattes out of glass. I think it reminds me of traveling like a lot of times in Central and South America. They'll serve lattes in like a tall glass and it, yeah, it made me feel like I was on an adventure. My thorn is that summer is leaving. This is the last, we're like two days away from the first day of fall, which is exciting, but I don't know that I have fully lived out the summer, you know? I don't know if I'm done with summer yet, but I'm looking out the window right now and there are leaves on the ground already. So it's happening <laughs> with or without me. And my bud is that I am doing a fun interview today with Tish and Brandy Cyrus of Sorry We're Stoned and I'm really excited about it. I'll make sure to let you all know when that one is live. Now let's dive in to today's episode. Rituals are one of the things that have helped me the most in grounding my dreamer's mind. I tend to have so many ideas just all of the time and get very excited about new possibilities and expanded horizons. But the trouble is that I end up caught in just one gear, either hyper-productivity, daydreaming, or socializing. Without ritual, I have a hard time making space for all of the variations of beauty in my life. I was a guest on the Salt and Pepper podcast earlier this year. You can go check that interview out. It was a really fun one. And as a thank you, they sent me a book in the mail called The Five Gears. And I finally got to dive into it this Sunday and it was so good. It talked about how there are five gears in life. Fifth gear is like deep focused work. Fourth gear is like tasks and to-do lists. Third gear is socializing. Second gear, deep connection. First gear is like rest and rejuvenation. I personally am a big fan of fifth gear. That's like my happy place but a lot of us in my past, I would have been very much into third gear and I am trying to get more into first gear. It talks about how important it is to be in the right gear at the right time and how some of us may be more comfortable with one gear or another. And I can definitely see correlations with this in the Enneagram for sure. And the reason that it's important to know which gear you get stuck in and also kind of how to be in the right gear at the right time is because being in deep focused work mode while you are trying to spend quality time with your family just doesn't work, right? It makes you irritable. It makes them feel unloved and unwanted. However, deep focused work time is important. It just needs to be prioritized at the right time and communicated effectively. So as I was reading, I realized that sometimes I will use fourth gear, which is like task and to do's as a replacement for second gear, which is deep connection. Like I'll think that taking care of school lunch, cleaning the kitchen, making sure people have what they need or are getting where they need to be on time is connecting with them. 
but it's not, right? It's still fourth gear. It's still me trying to task my way into people feeling loved by me. I also realized that we have a pretty good balance as a family. So of course there are areas that I'd like to improve on, but we do have so many habits and rituals built in that we're able to balance this out pretty well. So I thought I would share with you my personal rituals as well as the rituals we share as a family that help us to have a blend in each of the five gears in a given day, week, month, year. So we're just gonna break it down in detail. So every single day, we all three start in first gear. So for me, that's like rest and rejuvenation. So for me, I start with yoga and then I meditate and then I journal and I like to read. OB, he goes for a run and then comes back and gets a shower. Our kiddo has his own little version of this where he likes to have his breakfast like cozed up in blankets in the fort under his bed. And he's been doing this since he was like three years old, not always in the fort under his bed. He hasn't always had a fort, but he would start, he would do it on the couch where he just gets to very slowly wake up to the day. He's not just like waking up, eating breakfast, immediately having to socialize, immediately getting dressed, brushing his teeth, getting ready, all of that back to back. He likes to have a good 30 minutes of time to himself to wake up. And then we have second gear which Obi and I have coffee together every single morning. So while he's getting in the shower, I'll make our coffee. And then we'll just sit down and have our coffee and talk about the day. What do you have coming up today? What's on your mind? How are you feeling? Some days this coffee is 15 minutes long. Some days we get an hour and a half. Most days we get a good 30 minutes. And this started because we're honestly in one of the busiest seasons of our family life. And we need time for this to connect. And we, we didn't have the language of the gears, but we knew this second gear time is less available to us right now. And so we created a new place for it to fit. Then whoever is driving our kiddo to school is getting second gear time with the kiddo. It's not like we're looking at our phone while we're driving or doing other things. We're talking to the kiddo about like, what, are, what matters to you today? What are you looking forward to? How are you feeling? And then at the end of the day, we try to do rosebud and thorn. So that's where that comes from for the podcast is what's something great that happened today, something that you're looking forward to and something that didn't go so well. And that just helps us to kind of be in touch with each other and how the day's gone. And then we have this like bedtime routine that is kind of first gear, like chill out, relax, but also kind of second gear, like family connection time, where after dinner, we read a book together and then we brush teeth and we go lay in the bed. Obi will sing the kiddo songs. He plays guitar and sings. He's very at that and like sings to the kiddo and then I'll come like hug and kind of shut the room down and make it very sleepy and we do all of that with our little and then we have our own individual wind down time so maybe Opie and I will check in with each other at the end of the day as well just how are things going that depends on the day but then we have like our time we shut the house down we like make sure the house is like nice and clean before we go to sleep because it makes the morning better and then I'll usually read. I like to do like a captain's log of my day in my journal where I write down, this is like everything that happened today. And then I'll read before I fall asleep. Obi's usually either doing schoolwork or reading himself. And then we 
close out for the night. Now, every single week, we have some time where we go into fourth gear together, which is like tasks and to-dos. Obi and I have a weekly meeting where we plan out everything we need to know about the week. We write down each other's schedule on a shared calendar. We write down how we would like to rest that week. And we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second. We choose a word of the week for the family. So this week it is stillness. And then we write down, you know, something that we hope for and we write down things we're grateful for in each other. And I will go over what I planned in terms of meals for the week and we'll pick some chores and tasks that we wanna do. So all of this happens in that meeting. Also in that meeting, we talk about what big things are coming up for each of us this week. If I have big meetings or if I have a particularly busy day, I will go through that. Obi will, and I go through his homework together. This is amazing and this sounds like overkill, but I will tell you this is life-changing for me because when we talk through his homework, we talk about when he intends to do his homework. And therefore I know when he's in fifth gear mode, when he's in deep work mode, I know that he's going to be unavailable to me during that time because he has things he needs to focus on and vice versa. This is also the time where we can look at, okay, Wednesday is going to be a really busy day for OB and therefore I will, you know, make sure that I pick the kiddo up from school and I'll take care of dinner or vice versa. You know, if there's a day that's really busy for me, he'll kind of pick up where I can get a little bit of a break. This is also the time that we schedule in our fifth gear, right? We talk about when are you going to need like time to deeply focus and work. We also schedule in first gear here. What do you need this week in terms of self-care and where can we block that off for you? And usually we have some rhythms of that. For me, it's usually Friday and Saturday morning. And we usually try to give each other at least two times of just alone time to go out and do something fun every week. And then we also choose our chores to do around the house for the week. So we're just kind of being in tune about, you know, what really matters this week in terms of things that need to get done around the house and who's going to take care of it. Now, other rituals we have every week is we have Sunday mornings are kind of the same every week. We order our breakfast in and we watch a movie. We used to do documentary Sundays, but now Obi works a lot of Sundays now, so we don't get to do that as often but we do watch a movie together and order breakfast in and it's just a time of like family deep rest together. And we also used to do Saturdays a specific way. We don't as much anymore because again, Obi works on a lot of Saturdays now, but we used to have like a very specific routine around Saturdays that got us a bunch of like very deep connection time with our kiddo, but also deep connection time with ourselves and kind of time to be alone. And that has changed, but I will tell you quickly what we used to do just in case you're able to implement this. So the way we would do it is me and the kiddo would go out for breakfast. So we would have that whole morning alone together to just bond and hang out and talk. And then we would meet up with Obi. We would do a bunch of other things too. We usually liked to go to Target together, or maybe we would go to a museum. We'd do something like that. Now this is all pre COVID. So this kind of all changed once COVID hit and we just haven't implemented it again. So, but this is what we used to do. So we would do that. Then we would go do something activity together and then we would go have lunch with Obi and then we would all go to a movie together. 
And then from there, so then it's like me and the kiddo are having quality time together. Then we're all having quality time together as a family. And while me and the kiddo are having quality time, Obi is getting his alone time. And then from the movie, the kiddo would go with Obi to go do an afternoon activity of some kind. And I would go off to have my alone time. And that's kind of how we really found a lot of balance on the weekends in terms of getting our individual needs met, but feeling like we really spent some good time with each other and one-on-one with our little. So that being said, of course, again, that's not what we do currently. Now Saturdays are much more of a day where I get things done around the house. Our kiddo goes into full-on rest mode. There's like no rules, just does whatever feels good to him. And then it's a big fourth gear day for me, a big task and to-do list day. The other big task day for me is on Mondays where I have therapy and I do grocery shopping and I just kind of, the whole afternoon is really dedicated to doing things that need to get done for the house and for my life. And then finally for the week, Sundays for me are always a day of deep rest. Like I do a lot on Saturdays, I do a lot on Mondays, I do a lot throughout the week, but Sundays are, everything is shut off. My best rest is when I'm off of technology. So on my best days, I turn off my phone, you know, we'll watch a movie, but like that's it. And I really just read and do little hobbies around the house. So every week is different in that regard, but Sundays are always dedicated to rest. Now I'm going to quickly go through monthly and quarterly and yearly. So every month we used to do this weekly, but now the time just doesn't allow for it. But we try to go over our money and our budget and kind of where our money is going, where it needs to be going. And then I personally do a big planning session every single month. I actually do a planning session every week, every month and every quarter and every year, but that's because I love to plan. So I do a big planning session for me, which is I would think a deep rest time. It's like a first gear thing. Helps me to feel connected to what I wanna do. And then quarterly, I like to schedule in a week, ideally one week a month, but oftentimes one week a quarter, where I can go into deep fifth gear, like deep work mode, where I cut off all meetings. I sometimes will travel and get away so I don't have any other responsibilities and I just work. This is really important when I have big projects that I'm trying to complete or like a book or a course or something along those lines, a website redo, but it's also just the way that I rest the most. And it it is work, but it's also my happy place. And then every year, I think we travel a decent amount as a family, more than my family never went on vacation. And so it's really important to me travel, something that that's where I wanna spend my money. If I earn money, that's like the number one priority. Obviously we're growing up and we're learning to balance that, but it's still something that I highly value. So on a, my favorite year, my best case scenario, this is how much, this is our travel kind of plan for a year. Obviously we're not doing that currently, <laughs> but I just wanna you know, tell you what the best case scenario is. Ideally, we would at least get one week as a family to go somewhere. Maybe we do a two day trip here and a two day trip there, but at least 
you know, a week to get away, the three of us. And then Obi and I ideally would like to leave the country together every year and have kind of like an adventurous trip where we have experiences. It may not be really restful, but we get to see something new, experiencing something different. But then on our anniversary, we have a vacation that is like very different than that. Like we're not trying to see a bunch of stuff. We're not traveling very far. We really like to go somewhere where we stay like in the hotel for the most part. And we just rest, we just read and write and draw and lay by the pool. Like that's that's a, the vibe. Also, it's very important to me that I get to travel alone every year. That's not hard for me with my job. And like, I have so many friends who live other places. It's really not a challenge for me to get that time. In 2019, before the world shut down, I was traveling once or twice a month, which is way more than I need to do or crave to do. But I do want at least one trip alone. And then we really prioritize Ovia also getting to do the same. He's not as attached to that idea. Like it's not something that he would really make happen for himself, but he really wants it and enjoys it when he does it. Again, like it's not like me where I feel like I'm not getting the life I wanted if I don't travel alone. And honestly, for me, it's very rejuvenating. I'm very connective and helps me to be more present in my actual life when I've had some time away. Obi's not as much like that. He's much more routine oriented and likes a lot of stillness, but we do prioritize him also getting to travel alone when he wants to. Now, I know I got weirdly specific here. <laughs> Maybe this is not helpful, but I wanted to share with you just how much we communicate and how much we repeat to really make sure that we're getting our needs met as we navigate a shared life. I have a lot more of these kinds of things that I do personally that I'm happy to share sometime as well if you'd like, but this is more so like what we do together and all of the times that we're sitting down intentionally being in different modes together, like intentionally planning out when we're gonna deep work, intentionally planning out who's gonna do what tasks, intentionally resting, intentionally connecting, and really doing it on purpose in a rhythmic way. And because these things are so ritualistic for us, it doesn't really, I don't even realize how much of these we're doing, right? Because as I write it out and I read it to you, it sounds like a lot, but we've really just built these on one little thing at a time as a need arose. Like, oh, we're really busy right now. I'm feeling like we're missing each other. Well, how can we remedy that? Let's add this thing into our life and this routine in to kind of solve that problem. But we're just talking a lot, right? We're just talking about it and staying in touch about what feels good and what doesn't. And today's food for thought is a quote from the five gears and a question from me. And that is most moderate stress is self-induced with most of it happening primarily because of a lack of self-awareness or a lack of being present. And my question for you is what is one small ritual you could add in today that helps you to be more present in your everyday life? All right, friends, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you. And I will see you tomorrow for the next one.